Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson with a breakdown of the action for Friday, February 2nd, and a look at how the week unfolded. And Ed, a lot happened this week. There's a lot of headlines, kind of a roller coaster ride, but a very strong finish to this week. Yeah, like any good roller coaster ride, you have a lot of fun ultimately and you end up where you started. But, you know, actually, we're back at record highs when we go. But I want to take a look at three stocks that did flash buy signals today MongoDB, Axon Enterprise, and Synopsis. Okay, well, we'll look at those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today up 1.7%, the S&P 500 up 1.1%, the Dow up almost four tenths of a percent and small caps, still that uh, area of concern there. We'll get to that. But the Russell down about a half a percent by sessions close. But big tech, big gains and bulls in control here, it looks like, especially with the NASDAQ composite. Yeah, today we got the Meta and Amazon earnings, and uh, so those were powerful. And also Meta and Amazon and Microsoft and Google, they all seem to have pretty strong capital spending. So a whole lot of suppliers and rivals, a whole lot of other stocks had big days today. Uh, it didn't start out as well. It started out fine the week on Monday, but then we had some weakness on Wednesday. Fed Chief Jerome Powell said, yeah, March rate hike seems to be off the table. Uh, Google sold off that day. Uh, and so the Fed's coming, you know, so there was already some weakness in techs that day, but we came right back. The NASDAQ came right back from the 21-day line, powered up. The only concern at this point is that it's actually, you know, sort of at the edge of being extended. Uh, I think it's around 5.5% above the 50-day line. Uh, and so that's getting into that. Not really extended, but it's at the point where, you know, if it goes any higher, uh, you'd start being really concerned about the risks of a, of a pullback. But Boy, really strong action, weathered a lot of news that you could have taken the wrong way if it wanted to. Exactly. Okay, let's take a look at the S&P 500 as well. Looks like it's getting pretty close now to that round number at 5,000. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. When we were falling towards 4,000 uh, just last October, uh, really impressive rise. Uh, so it's just a, a lot of strength here. It's, it's uh, yeah, it didn't take long. We pulled back right to record highs and there was no doubt about it. Whereas the NASDAQ was just sneaking into a two-year high. This was a record high, mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Exactly. Yeah. So here's a look at the weekly NASDAQ. Seems like that next round number to the upside here would be 16,000. So we'll have to see if we can keep that momentum going, but it's been such a strong market. So it would make sense to see some sort of pause at this point, just with the incredibly strong gains that we've seen over the last couple of months, Ed. But just when you thought we might get that pause <laughs> on Wednesday, you know, a little digestion, sideways period. The bulls wanted to keep this market in run, run, rally mode. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the case. It looked like, yeah, you're right. We thought we were going to have a pause, but really didn't get one. Okay. And let's take a look at the Dow here, continuing to put space above 38,000, continuing into new high territory as well. But let's take a look at small caps. Here's the Russell 2000 hitting resistance at that 2000 level, which is significant, Ed. Yeah, that's been a key area. Got above there. Looked like, you know, that looked like, okay, we finally have breadth when it's getting above there. 
hit and resistance. It did find support at the 50-day line a few times, and it's right around the 21-day line. So it's not a disaster, but it's definitely a stock picker's market. I mean, the good news for stock pickers is that there are a lot of stocks to pick. There have been a lot of stocks to pick from, not as many right at this moment. Uh, but that is something to note is that you know, today decliners still outpace winners by quite a bit. It improved as the session wore on, as the gains in the major indexes improved. But it was not, uh, it was not a broad rally today, to be sure. Yeah, and that's a great segue uh, to taking a look at our equal weight ETFs. So here's QQQ, the NASDAQ 100, up 1.7% today, while QQEW up less than four tenths of a percent. So clearly mega caps driving that. And then we can take a look at SPY versus RSP, SPY up 1%, RSP today down on the day by about one tenth of a percent here, Ed, holding in this sideways range. I mean, it's a, luckily they're both holding around these two-year highs, so it's not like they're terrible. And for the week, they, they were definitely lagged, but not as badly as the day because they didn't fall as much earlier on, like on True. that Wednesday. But still, yeah, uh, it, was, it is pretty amazing to have the, you know, the RSP down on a day when the S&P is surging to record highs. Yeah. Just interesting. Uh, but the things that are working are really working, I'd say. Yes, so. yes they are. Okay. Uh, let's also take a look at zero TNX. This is the 10-year treasury yield because we did have a lot of Fed stuff uh, to digest this week and the jobs report today. But tell me what you're seeing in the yields, Fed forecasts, and financial sector. Yeah, I mean, uh, the 10-year Treasury yield actually had a pretty big down week, even with this huge surge of a day. Uh, part of that's to the regional banks, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But, you know, uh, the two-year yield actually was flat, which is more tied to Fed policy. Uh, there were some things that Powell seemed to rule out March, though. Markets are still expecting a lot of cuts in this year. And he did make some comments that did sound, until he made that one comment, it sounded fairly dovish. It sounded like, uh, and um, but so there's still expectations of that. The economy seems to be doing pretty well. You never know when that could change, but strong job growth, strong productivity, uh, manufacturing, you know, shoring up a little bit. So it, it seems like a pretty good conditions right now uh, for the for for the market. But uh, interesting gyrations in the treasuries this week. Yes. Okay, let's take a look at some sector ETFs. First, the chips up almost 2% on Friday and up a little less than 1.6% for the week. So definitely a big day on Friday. NVIDIA, of course, one of the big winners on the day. IGV, this is the software sector, up seven tenths of a percent on the day for the week, up about 1.4%. This is a four week win streak here. XLI, what about industrials? Nice gain this week, up 1.9%, bouncing off the 10 week line and clearing, what is that, like seven weeks tight here, Ed, for industrial? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice, nice little clearing here. There was some good earnings from this sector, and it does show you. And, and some of these other sectors will show you it's not just tech. There's actually, despite the weak breadth, somehow there's all sorts of sectors that are hitting new highs. Yeah, good point there. Okay, let's take a look at XLV. This is healthcare uh, down on the day a little bit, but for the week outpacing uh, some of the other groups that we just looked at with a gain of almost two percent here, and. 
looking like it cleared this <laughs> long, long base going back to December of 2022. So pretty notable there, Ed. Yeah. And uh, Novo Nordisk is a big winner. I mean, I'm not sure if it's in this index. Lily, I know, is in this one. That was that was a big winner this week. So, yeah, a lot of strength here, too. Okay. And let's go to XHB. This is the home builders also managed to gain for the week up about 1.7%, continuing to find support at that 10-week line trading sideways. So not really wanting to give up much of the gains, Ed, since that big bounce in early November. Yeah, yields coming down seemed like, oh, that's going to help it, you know, but the yield surge today didn't really affect the home builders and there were some weak earnings from certain numbers. And yet the home builders are like, we're just shrugging this off. It's uh, overall, it's uh, really impressive here. And a lot of names, housing and construction, building materials that look really interesting. Yes. And let's take a look at KRE. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows this week. We did have weakness in the regional banks, which you alluded to, Ed, with KRE down 7.2% this week after, you know, coming into this week was looking pretty decent, but a lot of weakness in regional banks this week. Yeah, there was a bank, a New York Community Bank, NYCB, uh, that slashed its dividend, had a surprise loss, and concerns about its lending. And I think as people looked at it, they go, well, that's a concern about for others folks with commercial real estate. Uh, so KRE really sold off. It did bounce back somewhat. So it's not a panic mode. This is a big reason why the Russell struggled this week. I mean, uh, because of uh, there's a lot of small financials in the Russell 2000. Yeah. Okay. Well, with all of that in mind, now let's take a look at a couple of notable stocks from today's session, including MongoDB, up 6.6% by the end of the day. Also, that volume came in above average by session's close. It had been tightening up right above that round number at 400, which coincided with some converging moving averages, Ed. Yeah, and there's a, basically a handle there that it, it has and or a trend line either way, so all sorts of things. If you wanted, you could come up with all sorts of reasons to buy it today if you wanted to. Uh, it's it's all, it, it works with Amazon. So Amazon's strong, strong results, I think, was really a factor for Mongo. I will note that, you know, it had it's this base is right next to a failed cup with handle breakout. Uh, it failed because of earnings outlook wasn't quite strong enough. So getting above that 442 level, I think, will be important as well, because that'll basically clear resistance going back almost two years. So this is a situation where, you know, you could if you bought some here, you could say, well, I'm going to buy add more if it clears 442 uh, in that in that zone. Uh, but nice to get that volume. I will say that you know, like as uh, Arnie Gutierrez says, keeps on reminding me about the up down volume, the up down volume is not so great i think partly because of that earnings sell-off because this is a it's based off of a 50-day moving average so there was that huge selling off eight or nine weeks ago uh if, you know when that comes off that might improve but that's just something to note that that has not been really ideal yes good points there okay we will be watching this software name and let's also take a look at axon axon in the security safety group this is the taser maker but they also do the on officer cameras turning it up today at least with a price gain uh, standpoint up 1.7 percent today didn't quite have above average volume though but a compelling setup here nonetheless ed walk us through it yeah, the volume was okay today. Yesterday there was volume, so it's bouncing off the 50-day, 10-week line. So, you know, the volume is okay. Uh, so you could use that as an entry. You could treat this as sort of a flat base. It poked above there, but 
you know, if you don't close above the left-hand side, you can sort of, you know, close your eyes and, and look at it that way. So there is that entry as well. Uh, this was one that goes on some big runs. It sometimes has some big sell-offs too. Uh, growth, you know, uh, really solid growth. And what's interesting is that they are now, and this was our stock of the day, and uh, Jed Graham, who normally covers the Fed, he often publishes off, and he notes that they're now making a push into retail, like actually for retail workers, like having bought, not stun guns, but body cameras yeah. for retail workers and, and, and frontline healthcare workers. Uh, yeah. So that's that's something that could be a big new market for them as well. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so nice, nice possible buying opportunity here. There's the volume picture has improved a little bit. You can see here that generally the volume has been better on the upside uh, in the last several weeks. So there's definitely some some reasons to be liking this name. Yes. And last but not least, let's check in on SNPS. And I'll just stick on the weekly chart here for a moment because it is a long term leader with that multi year EPS growth rate at a strong 25% and very stable earnings. As a reminder, the lower the number, the better here. So these strong, steady fundamentals combined with long-term price outperformance, Ed, makes this one a good one to check in on this week. So give us your take on the price action. Yeah, and the 50-day line is often a place where you can enter a, uh, as a long-term leader. Uh, it's done that. Uh, today's action, it sort of broke the trend line in this handle, so you could buy it as a position trade. Uh, this stock sold off, and partly because they were there was rumors that they were going to buy this company called um, an Anesis. I don't know, I can never, never can remember how to pronounce it, but the ticker ANSS. But when the deal actually happened, the stock started rallying, and so uh, it's come back because people think like, hey, the, maybe the price wasn't as much. They people like the the idea, the synergies that there's some real synergies involved. So that's come back. This one hasn't have earnings for a few weeks. I will note that its long-term leader peer, Cadence Design, has earnings in about nine or 10 days. Uh, so that's something to note. That one did not have that sell-off the way that Synopsys did. Uh, and so that one has already moved out. Uh, but that's something definitely to watch for Synopsys. But this, yeah, all the fundamentals are just tr you know tremendous with uh, Synopsys and really great outperformance. And on a weekly basis, you can see some strong volume growth the last few weeks. This week, not so much, but there was a real net recovery. You saw that much higher than the way down, even though there was some high volume selling, uh, gives some confidence that, uh, that, uh, that, that this is, that it's really is on the way back. Mm -hmm. Well, some good color there, Ed. We really appreciate it. Okay. So we've made it through this big earnings week, big fed week. So what's next? Yeah, uh, it, there's still a lot of earnings coming up. It's just not quite as important because it's not these mega caps that can just drive everything. But there's still a lot of activity going on uh, for this coming week. Uh, you know, you still can be looking to buy, but there aren't as many buying opportunities. And with the market a little close to extended, I'd be real incremental if you do anything in that front. Uh, beyond doing the old watch list, I would recommend, hey, take a look at your portfolio. I mean, are there things that are sort of lagging? Say, like, I'd like to cut this. Uh, or maybe there, and, and I, I, a really big question is if you've got an extended leader, is that one you say, that's great, I'm holding it, I'm going to go for the big guns, or if right. you say like, you know, that's looking extended, I want to sell. And that's really more about your investing style. It's not, there's nothing really wrong with selling a leader, uh, nothing wrong with holding a leader either. But, you know, those are the kind of decisions you want to take and doing it on the weekend when maybe your emotions aren't running high, uh, good time to do that and follow your rules and prepare for the next week.
Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. I was going to mention uh, something similar, Ed, in looking at the weekly charts. And it feels like right now is an important time to be managing your existing holdings, assessing your big winners, which are going to be the ones that you want to try to stick with for a potential multi-month move. If we are in a bull market that could have some legs, could continue. But if not, what are you willing to give up? If we do come in from current levels, what would you be willing to give up? What would be your sell rules? What would be your lines in the sand? And have go ahead and have those in place now, as you said, while you're not emotional midweek. And But I do also find, uh, like on a day like Wednesday, that's where I relied so much on weekly charts to tell myself, okay, is this acceptable? Is this normal action? Is this something that I'm uncomfortable with? And just to really put things in perspective. So I think that it can be helpful uh, in the heat of the moment, uh, you know, in the heat of the battle as well too, looking at those weekly charts. So great, great, great way to end this show, I think. Okay. We'll end it then. And we hope everyone <laughs> has a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday with IBD Live, investors.com slash IBD Live for the details. See you then. Have a great weekend. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.